It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily podcast network. And a lot to get to like normal here on a Thursday edition of the show. Two exclusive interviews coming up on today's show include BYU Director of Recruiting Alema Fita Samanu talking about BYU National Signing Day, which took place yesterday. Kind of his thoughts on completing a class and looking ahead to the next classes in 2020. 2022 and beyond. We'll get to that. Also going to be previewing the Portland matchup for BYU basketball. They face off against the Pilots tonight up there at the Child Center, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Exclusive one-on-one conversation with BYU forward Dalton Nixon we'll get to here in just a minute, obviously catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including a look at the BYU women's softball program as they begin their season in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico today. So a lot to get to like normal. Today's show brought to you by our good friends over at Spavia. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in just a little bit. With that rundown out of the way, let's get it going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 6th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on your daily podcast, focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. If you're new to the show, thanks for finding us. You can download the show anywhere podcasts can be found, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere and everywhere podcast providers have podcasts to be listened to. Well, Locked On Cougars is right there for you. So make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button. That way you always stay up to date with all the BYU news you need to know each and every day. It's going to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU news, insider information, and otherwise anything else about BYU that you cannot find anywhere else. So thanks again for taking the time to download the show. All right, let's get things started today talking some BYU basketball. The Cougars are in Portland, Oregon tonight to take on the Portland Pilots at the Child Center, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Game scheduled to be televised on the stadium network. And the nice part about being here locally along the Wasatch Front means that KJAZ 14, a Sinclair property, which stadium also is, is going to televise the game on linear TV. So you actually don't even have to have a cable package to watch the Cougars in action tonight with that connection on KJAZ 14 if you're trying to watch the game. Should be a fun game. Uh, BYU looking to sweep the season series against Portland. UOP is not UOP. I'm speaking. That's University of Pacific. Uh, Portland is an interesting place. BYU back in their history has lost some interesting games up there when players have gone off for big outings from the three-point line, etc. But I don't think this is that type of a game. I think the way BYU is playing right now, I think they're very much in control of their fate, and that should be exciting if you're a BYU fan. Yesterday, Joe Lunardi put out his S-curve, so in terms of the top seeds, he goes seed by seed, and it goes in an S pattern, and that's how they kind of go about it with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee, and the top 31 teams he had listed included BYU at number 29 as an 8 seed on the S-curve currently, excuse me, 
And that uh, he also had it highlighted in green. You can find this on my Twitter feed at Jacob C Hatch. I, I tweeted this out. But as, if the highlight in green on that graphic for Lunardi said that those teams that were highlighted in green have greater than a seventy-five percent chance of making the NCAA tournament at this point. Uh, we are thirty-eight days away today from Selection Sunday, so still a ways to go. But all indications are, if BYU continues to take care of business, maybe notches a big-time victory over. A team like Gonzaga at home nearing the end of the month here, they could find themselves with a pretty decent seed in the NCAA tournament. It's been a weird year in college basketball overall. There's not really necessarily a dominant, dominant team at the top, but BYU looking very strong right now as they head into Portland and obviously getting ready for a return trip against San Francisco. Some revenge on their mind with regards to the Dons on Saturday night at the Marriott Center. But I had a chance to speak one-on-one with Dalton Nixon, BYU forward. Had some great conversation with him about both the facing off against Portland, the famous incident with TJ Haas up in Portland a couple years ago, and obviously just looking ahead a little bit to San Francisco and the thoughts on getting some revenge against the Dons. So here you go. One-on-one conversation I had with Dalton Nixon earlier this week after BYU basketball practice. Portland's an interesting game because I feel like they're a program that's not necessarily... Is dangerous the right word for them? How would you describe them? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely dangerous. You know, it's a a team, like, when we were preparing for them when they came into here, like, like we were really concerned about their pace. You know, they're a really good team in transition, and uh, they have some big guys that uh, offensive rebound really well. And so, you know, it's a a team that can definitely get going. They have a lot of weapons offensively. And so, you know, I think uh, we have this mindset all through conference to just you know, be locked in 100%, treat every game like it's the hardest game of the year, you know. And so I think that having that mindset, it doesn't really matter who we play. We'll always be prepared, and we just have to make sure that we come in every day and we're ready to play on Thursday. What's it like playing at Portland? Portland's a really cool place to play, um, primarily just because we get a lot of support up there. Um, that's one of the one of the venues that stands out to me where, you know, we have – uh, almost an advantage you know we come out come out for warm-ups and the new Portland guys that maybe haven't played us up there you know the freshmen are looking around thinking like why are they cheering why are they cheering for them but you know we have a lot of support up there it's always a really fun game and uh and I, I think Portland's a really cool city so I'm excited to be up there there's a now famous meme with TJ from a couple years back and a certain <laughs> thing he said you ever discussed that at all uh yeah every once in a while you know it's brought up or we joke about it and you know, like it's always funny because last year when we went up to Portland, you knew we knew that people were going to be saying stuff, and you know we're probably going to be expecting it again because uh, that's where it happened. Um, but I mean, it's a it's, it's a funny memory to think about. You mentioned just a minute ago about how you guys focus on each game in conference play. With that game against San Francisco, kind of on your memory banks as they come up here, do you guys? hey we gotta focus on Portland but we still have that sitting there absolutely you know and so um, we really want to just take care of business at at Portland you know it's really hard to go into this week and know that San Francisco here is going to be a huge game for us it's going to be a battle because of what happened when we played them there uh, you know a couple weeks ago or or whenever it was and so you know coming to the gym today felt felt really good to focus on Portland to you know feel good about the scout feel good about the game prep and you know, we'll take it one day at a time. We're just trying to get better every day, and I think that's the best thing for us for when, you know, games like uh, San Francisco come on Saturday. This team's been shooting the three at an extremely high clip. We're talking among the nation's leaders. You've been shooting really at a high clip, too. What's gone into all that? I think a lot of it, um, a lot of it 
has been the work that we put in in the offseason, just the, the emphasis that, you know, we're all shooters and we should all be confident. And I think it's been great the way that Coach Pope has approached it. You know, he has confidence in, in every one of us. And so, and then we as a team, we all build, build off that. And, of course, we have team chemistry and we all trust each other. And so I, th- I feel like, you know, the ball moves really well. And, you know, we play really hard for each other. And I think that translates through shooting the three. And, you know, when, when A.B. shoots the three ball well, everyone everyone gets pumped up. When T.J.'s shooting the three well, everyone gets pumped up. And so I feel like that's kind of how I feed off of my own success this year is being able to be in a position where my teammates trust me, my coaches trust me. I have the confidence because I put in the work and let it fly. Is it a psychology thing, though? Like we hear all the time, when you see other guys hitting shots, you naturally almost get in the zone, too. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in college basketball is uh, confidence is key. And, you know, like I said, you know, I feel lucky to have teammates and a, and a coaching staff that has trust in me and has confidence in me, but ultimately you have to have the most confidence because you're the one shooting the ball. And so uh, I definitely think there is a lot of psychology that goes into it, and um, it's it's hard to put a finger on where you get that confidence or how that confidence is developed. But um, I I think that I've always just reverted back to how hard I've worked, you know, and uh, coming off of how I shot last year was really down. Confidence was at an all time low for me. <laughs> I felt like I've I've always shot the ball well in my life, and last year was like really hard because I just could not could not find it. And so uh, turning the page worked really hard. Uh, shot a lot of shots and have just kind of built on that confidence and then when you get in games and you see the ball go through the net it just keeps on getting more and more um, easy you know and so it's it, confidence is huge predicting brackets becomes really popular this time of year especially when confidence play starts how much of a conversation piece is that for you guys or is this something you guys just kind of push to the side i know it's, de- it's definitely something that we all see uh, but at, the, at this time, it's really important for us to stay locked in. You know, I think it's really easy to think about, oh, you know, what could, what seed could we, we be? Who could we get mad up, matched up with? But the truth is, is that it's the first week of February and there's still a lot of season left and there's uh, a lot of hard games on our schedule. And so um, I think the tendency, you know, is to look at that stuff, but then to quickly put it aside, get back to work and realize that, um, that you know, making the tournament is our goal. Uh, winning games in the tournament is our goal, but we need to get a lot better until we get there. Last thing for me, I know that Kobe Bryant went in a lot to you personally. What's it been like? I know you were in the shoes the other night and everything. What's it been like? Yeah, um, like you said, Kobe's are some of my favorite shoes to play in, and I have the Kobe 5, you know, the chaoses that just re-released uh-huh. um, at the beginning of last month, and so... I'm going to stick with, you know, wearing those when I can. But, you know, it's been crazy. It's just uh, doesn't even feel real. Um, but I, I think it's really inspirational to see the, the tributes, the, the memories that have been shared uh, throughout the, you know, the country to see on the, the NBA stage how much it's affected everyone. And it's almost brought people, you know, closer together. And for us as, you know, college basketball players, we look up to those guys that are, that are you know, setting the tone for everyone else in the world so i think that uh you know kobe's been a huge inspiration for my life and i think it's been really cool to see uh, the respect that he's had and um, the tributes that have been had over the last week or so dalton thanks so much thank you
Island. There you go, Dalton Nixon, BYU forward, and thank him for taking the time tonight. BYU in Portland, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, like I said, uh, 7 o'clock Pacific out there if you're on the West Coast. If uh, BYU fans, as you heard him say, show up in droves up there in Portland. He says it surprises some of the Portland players, but that's just natural how BYU goes about it on the West Coast particularly. BYU fans are everywhere, and they show up in droves to wherever the Cougars travel to, and I'm expecting another strong strong crowd, excuse me, for the Cougars tonight there at the Child Center. If you want to watch it, KJAZ 14 here along the Wasatch Front will have it. And you also can stream it on the Stadium Network online as well. All right, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football. Of course, signing day in the rearview mirror after yesterday's National Signing Day press conference, etc. Well, it never stops. I spoke exclusively with BYU Director of Player Personnel and Recruiting, Alemafita Samanu, yesterday about what it goes into it from his perspective of recruiting putting these classes together. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you guys. Well, it's Valentine's Day coming up a week from tomorrow. Crazy to think it's almost already here, but you guys cannot afford to screw things up, obviously. You want to make sure that your significant other feels taken care of. I want to introduce to you guys the company by the name of Spavia. They're here along the Wasatch Front in Sandy near Rio Tinto Stadium, 102nd South and State Street, and they aim to bring the five-star spa luxury resort fee to anybody and everybody. You have to be staying at that resort to get the experience of a luxury spa. They have full spa packages, facials, massages, etc. I recently got a sports massage over there. I have to say, it is the best massage I have ever gotten, bar none. They are exclusively uh, giving our, our listeners here on Locked On Cougars an exclusive deal, I should say. Right now, if you buy two gift cards at Spavia, you get a third of equal value on Spavia. For example, you buy two $50 gift cards, you get an additional $50 gift card as a gift from the company, from Spavia. It is the best deal that they are running. You can't find it anywhere else. It's an exclusive here on Locked on Cougars. To take advantage of this, make sure that your significant other is taken care of on Valentine's Day. Give Spavia a call, 801-424-7566. Mention you're a Locked on Cougars listener, and they will help find the perfect package for your special valentine and also open up that exclusive deal that two buy two gift cards get a third for free it's a great deal guys i don't think you can do better than this on valentine's day make sure your significant other is taken care of score points with your valentine day and give the gift of an ultimate relaxation and pampering give the gift of spavia once again call them 801-424-7566 that's spavia proud partner of locked on cougars NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, BYU football obviously had National Signing Day yesterday, putting the finishing touches on a 2020 class, announcing 27 names on the on the docket in terms of what they released to the media yesterday, and some great names on there. Bodie Schoonover signs with BYU's Miles Davis comes through and signs with BYU, as we talked about here on the podcast. And I think that the, the recruiting game is an interesting one, just it's a game within the game of football, and hopefully that makes sense. And Alema Fita Saman, who is BYU's Director of Player Personnel and Recruiting, he handles all aspects of recruiting behind the scenes, helping out BYU coaches with contacting student-athletes, getting these student-athletes on the coaches' radar, 
radars in the first place, has so many different responsibilities. And I spoke with him yesterday after the press conference at BYU about his job, what it means to him, what he's excited about this year's class, and also looking forward on into the future of recruiting for BYU. So here you go. Alemafita Samanu with myself yesterday right here on Locked on Cougars. When you guys get to a day like this, you're, you're the recruiting coordinator working with all these athletes. Is it a sense of accomplishment for you, or is it just like, okay, on to the next class? Oh, it's, it's just one of the steps that needs to happen, right? So, you know, we've been, we knew this was a target date, uh, and so all the, you know, the things that we've done to build relationships with all the way to the point of where they're feeling good about printing out a doc, signing it. <laughs> sending it back to us you know you know those uh, menial tasks like that um, all the way until every single guy that we expected sends it all back yeah it's a, it is a satisfying and and um, it's a culmination of a lot of efforts you know from our coaches um, so yeah it's a lot of fun but uh, it's just one day out of the, the work week right <laughs> we're already on to 2021s and and um, planning out spring practice and with all the visits coming to with spring ball, people coming on campus and seeing us, it's the start of new relationships. So, yeah, it's just what, that time of the year, you know. But but we're very happy with this class, you know, just to have this all sewn up. And looking back, um, you know, after everybody's uh, turned in their their paperwork, you know, and looking at all the list of guys that are coming, man, it looks really good. We're really happy with that. Is there a little bit of like almost a hand-holding element to this, like making sure, hey, this is how you go about this. You need to print this out. You need to send this back to me, That all that going into it? You have to go step by step <laughs> because they're excited too, right? Yes. And they have their signing ceremonies coming yeah. up, and you want to just kind of say, oh, this is what your day looks like. Mm-hmm. When you wake up, you're going to do these tasks first, and then you go out and you go celebrate with your family. And, and we want those days, you know, that day to be special for them, and, you know, it's it's life-changing, you know, once you make your decision, you're going to head a certain direction. So we, we want to make it nice for them as well. Coaches have a unique element where they're going to visit these athletes and whatnot, and your job is mainly here on campus when they get here for visits. How does how does your relationship differ with these student-athletes versus what maybe the coaches have a relationship with? So the coaches will go out there, and, they're of course, they're uh, they're displaying their personality and coaching style and and, and so that's good. That's important. That what needs to happen. Everything they say that's that BYU is, I then have to deliver on campus, right? And so, what's what's awesome about being at BYU? It's a great story. So my job is not to mess up the story. Okay, I like that's that. A, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to think about it because you're, you're just you're just carrying off what the coaches yep, are yep. already doing. The, the coaches told them all the cool things, all the possible things that are available here, all the resources, and so that's what I do. My job is to show them all these things that are possible, mm-hmm. all the support they'll receive, uh, the networking that's available here. Uh, they sell themselves really. When you look at a class like this class, it seems like you're relatively young just on the roster itself right now. There's a lot of juniors and sophomores who are contributing at a high level. When you guys evaluate how you're going to recruit going on into the future after this class, you start looking, okay, we're going to start graduating some of these guys who are on the younger side. We have to start looking, okay, how can we fill needs? Is that is it just a year-by-year process in that regard? Yeah, and it's, you know, it's unique here at BYU with the missionaries as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got people coming and going every semester. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we have great software that help us with that and in War Room um, to help track all the missionaries and the comings and goings per semester that happen. So um, um, after this, uh, in fact, we've already started looking at forecasting for 21 and 22 and 23 and how we've done and where the big needs will happen. Um, so coaches, position coaches already kind of know um, what their needs are going out for 21. And while they're out there looking at 21, seeing the 22s as well. And uh, so they kind of know what they're up against. Um, and so all this forecast, stuff like that, and the building of relationships uh, happens around this time and really doesn't really... Uh, it's not that they put it uh, away, they put it to the side when the season starts so that they can win the games. And then on those weekends, uh, I'll bring in recruits and have them meet them and, and continue on with that relationship with them, you know. And they hit it again after the season starts. So it's a big, uh, well, after the season ends, they'll start up again. It's a big old numbers game then. Yeah, yeah, every year, every month, there's a purpose to the month, you know. And how, how close are we to one, what kid and, and, okay, we don't have enough guys or enough relationships with some, somebody, then they'll say, okay, then we're going to have to target casting that again. Let's look for some more. Alema, thanks so much. No problem. There you go, Lemma Fitas Samanu. Thank him for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. He does a great job behind the scenes. I think he's kind of an unsung hero. I've talked about this in the past. BYU needs to devote more resources to recruiting. Alema is the only full-time staffer who deals with recruiting on a day-to-day basis when there are other programs, a lot of different programs, who have upwards of 10, 20, 30, even 40 people who work in roles dealing with recruiting, etc., BYU needs to help Alema out. He does a great job for what he is. He has a number of student part-time staffers helping him out as well. But I think that BYU, with the amount of resources that they have, I think they can find some money for a couple more staffers. That's my hope. And I've heard uh, rumblings, talk to people saying that BYU understands they need to pour more resources into the football program. Well, one of the places they can put it that would have a direct impact on wins and losses is in the recruiting department. So I would advocate for Lemafita Samanu to get some more money, get some more staffers to help him out. And I think as a result, it would also help BYU just in general of finding new talent, recruiting that talent, and hopefully retaining it as well. I think it's a it's a big deal. You heard Alema talk about it. It's just every day. It's a new goal. There's always every month has has new prerogatives, what you need to get done, etc. And it's not easy. It is not easy to be a recruiting coordinator at a Division One FBS university that's of the caliber of BYU. And I, I respect Alema Fitasman and thank him for taking the time to join us here on the on the podcast. Some great thoughts from him. And you heard him say it's a big old numbers game, but he enjoys doing it. And you now move forward on to 2021-2022 and it just never stops. Every day it's a new thing. Are we contacting this kid? Have we reached out to this family? Have we had coaches reach out? It, it just, it, it's nonstop. And I respect what guys like Lemafita Samanu do for the BYU football program. And I wish him nothing but the best going forward as he continues on with the recruiting game for BYU as they move on and focus on the 2021 class. 
All right, we'll finish up today's podcast here in just a minute, catching up on some of the other BYU news you may not have caught up on yesterday, etc. Before we do that, though, a request for you guys. Yesterday was my birthday. I turned 33 yesterday. I don't necessarily like bringing a lot of attention to myself, but some of you reached out, knew it was my birthday, and said happy birthday. And I want to thank you guys that did so. And I want to ask you guys, it's just, a, I guess, a late birthday present. Please give us a favorable rating and review on whichever podcast provider you're listening to this podcast on, particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We need those five-star reviews. I know that I asked this a lot. I request this a lot, but it's a birthday present for myself because when we get those rec- we get those five star reviews and also your guys's um, star ratings on. Apple Podcasts, etc. It helps us both find BYU fans who are looking for BYU related content, as well as helping the podcast find BYU. Excuse me, I screwed that up. It helps us find BYU fans, and also helps fans find us. I just screwed all that up. I had a nice, cool saying I was going to go with, but anyways, regardless, I want to ask that you guys, if you haven't done so already, give us a favorable rating and review. It really does help get the word out about the show, and it helps us build the audience. So thank you in advance for considering doing that and thank you to those of you who reached out yesterday to wish me happy birthday 33 never felt so young right anyways good times we'll catch up on everything else going on BYU sports news here in just a moment thank you in advance for giving us that favorable rating and review and helping us build this audience right here on locked on cougars the ncaa tournament is almost here Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, BYU Women's Softball opens up their season today. They are in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. They're going to be in action early this morning if you're trying to watch them. They're starting at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, taking on George Washington University and following that up at 11.30 a.m. against Nevada. Both of those games will be down there in Mexico. On Friday, they'll face off against Oregon and then facing off against Oklahoma Saturday night. So some big-time opponents for BYU as they open up their season there at Nancy Almaraz Stadium in Puerto Vallarta. You can watch the games with a live streaming on Flow Softball with a subscription if you want to watch it. Some fun notes about BYU Women's Softball as they open up their season before we go on today's podcast is that this year, 2020, is this is the 20th year of BYU softball program as a Division One program. On February 4th, 2000, BYU beat Sacramento State 3-2 in San Jose to kick off the program's history with the win. In the past 20 years, BYU has captured 14 conference titles and has made 16 appearances in the NCAA tournament. Head coach Gordon Eakin has been part of BYU softball since its inception and took over head coaching duties in 2002, so he's in his 18th year as head coach of the BYU women's softball program. In the interest of full disclosure, my wife is a former BYU student-athlete and played softball at BYU, so we've got a rooting interest at the Hatch household for BYU women's softball, and we're looking forward to seeing what they can do as they square off against teams like Oklahoma, who is ranked number three uh, in the national rankings. Uh, They're going to face four top 25 preseason teams on the schedule, and they start that off Saturday when they take on the number three Sooners there at the Puerto Vallarta Challenge. It should be a fun season ahead for BYU. They're heavy favorites once again in the West Coast Conference to win the conference title once again. They should make a return trip to the NCAA tournament, and they should win a lot. And if you haven't experienced in a game at uh, Gail Miller Field, 
field out there on the BYU football campus. Well, you won't be able to go out for about a month and a half because they spend about the first month and a half on the road. But when they do get out there, it's a fun night at the ballpark. And you also experience something potentially that is unique to Gale Miller Field. It's called the Sun Delay. It's unique. There is no doubt about it. And it's something that's interesting to watch and behold because the sun does get in players' eyes and they actually have to take delays during games sometimes because of that sun. So just an interesting note on that. And best of luck to Gordon Eakin's team as they get ready for the season ahead and kicking it off today, obviously, down there in Mexico. One final note before we go on today's podcast is that BYU baseball is picked to finish second in the West Coast Conference in their preseason rankings of the preseason prognostications from the coaches, etc., according to the West Coast Conference. Uh, BYU finished behind uh, uh, Gonzaga. The interesting part about this, though, BYU's won three WCC titles in the last four seasons. They received five of a possible fir- nine first-place votes, but only got 68 total points. Gonzaga, who got two first-place votes, was picked first with 71 points overall, and then LMU, who got three first-place votes, came in third with 65 overall points. So BYU, with the most first-place votes finishes in second the team with the second most first place votes finishes in third and the team with two first place votes the least first place votes finishes in first don't ask me to explain that again but that's how it goes BYU looking ahead to the season starting up next Friday down in I believe Texas I know Arizona excuse me Arizona they'll face off against Gonzaga Uh, kind of funny to see them playing a non-conference matchup but they will do that to kick off the season next Friday on Valentine's Day Uh, two players Mitch McIntyre as well as Easton Walker were named to the preseason all WCC team as well that was announced yesterday both of them juniors are expected to be guys who could make the jump to the major league ranks or the minor league ranks I guess I should say they should be drafted in the major league baseball draft after this upcoming season but looking like a fun year ahead for BYU baseball and looking forward to covering it right here on Locked on Cougars as well all right that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast big thanks to Alemafi to Samanu as well as Dalton Nixon for joining us here on the podcast and most of all thanks to you guys for your continued support of the podcast it is a blast to be with you guys each and every day and hopefully you guys all have a great rest of your Thursday when Whenever you hear this, we will talk to you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Cougars for February 6th, 2020. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.